So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com, NorCalGunVault.com. Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. It's unusual now I'm meeting you as a woman after meeting you as a man. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. C. Sanger. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager, O.J. Simpson. I'm looking at the cover of USA Today and it says, Simpson's return to TV and acting unlikely. Simpson, eh? Really? <laughs> music <laughs> Loud! We're doing the show business here. I want the music loud! I want to put on a show! Bring me loud music! That's a good analysis. You don't think he'll make Frogman 2? <laughs> that's your that's your front page takeaway on O.J. Simpson. Return to TV acting unlikely. Wow. No one no wonder newspapers are dying. Good <laughs> well, lord. I did it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed the opportunity to do it. Wow. I, finally the confession. I tell you, I see him in Sharknado. Oh my god. Cameo you're right. in Sharknado. <laughs> you're right. Bow. Maybe uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Ed Sheeran, like they bring in O.J. Simpson, Sean. Uh, Little cameo in the background. He does something. We need someone to run these orders to the troops. Go, O.J., go. Ah, he goes into a village and slaughters some people. Right? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, hey, 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 hey. Not cool. 
Oh, Joe really, gave me the really over the line. Joe gave me the disapproving look. It's funny my uh, my son can give me the exact same disapproving look that my wife gives me. Wow, my oldest Sam looks just like his mom. Yeah. So, and he he gives me the exact same look if I if I say or do something hilarious. And it, the two of them can look at me at the, the dinner table. Oh and no, it's the same face staring at me. <laughs> oh no, it's interesting. If they cross their beams, you'll be killed. <laughs> You know what we're going to do today? Study the world! Study the world! (laughs) Study, study the world! (laughs) Yeah, that's just ridiculous. Uh, Study the world. (laughs) I like the enthusiasm you brought. Um, uh, Let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad, all the O.J. Simpson fans. Uh, There's board operator Michelangelo. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, Good. Actually, you know, this week I've been renting a car, and he was actually a spokesperson for this particular company Mm. at one time. You don't have to keep it a secret. Does that, it hurts deep inside? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it does. He was, uh, yeah, giant star advertising Hertz. And did, did Hertz drop him after he murdered a couple of people? I, well, they certainly didn't keep him on. I think they cut his pay at least. I think that was over by then. Yeah. 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 You, it's, it's easy to forget that OJ had become pretty much a pathetic figure by the time of, you know, the murders he perpetrated. Um, he was kind of a sad joke in Hollywood, but what he was in Hollywood. He was now a, in in America, not so much. He was still a broadcaster. He was still a successful broadcaster, was he not? Uh, broadcaster. No, I, what? I don't like, think he was on the Monday Night he team at that point. The most recent thing he had done were the Naked Gun right, movies as right. as Nordberg. Mm, right. I'll be darned. Uh, we, we, so now we're breaking down his showbiz career. At 10 o'clock today, there's a hearing to see if O.J. Simpson gets out. That's why he's in the news. We probably should mention that. There's Positive Sean, our assistant executive producer. How are you, Sean? I need a system, because this morning I had the uh, the horrible panic of, oh, no, where are my keys? They mm-hmm. are not where I thought they were. I did the, the, the couch flipping, the, you know, going through the laundry hammer. Well, was it these shorts I was wearing? You know, just trying to fit. It was probably like 15, 20 minutes of, of trying to find it. Um, but I'm curious. Do you guys have a? Do you guys use a hook? Do you have like a basket? Like, what is your what is your key ritual? Or do you guys all just misplace them as uh, as often as I do? No way. I would I would never get out the door. I have a drawer in which everything is uh, placed exactly in the same place every night. I would I I in theory have a ritual, but uh, as soon as uh, real life descends upon me, once I walk into my home, everything goes out the window. Children climbing on top of me. Do you dogs, have a drawer? Dogs, goats. I have hooks. Dogs and goats. <laughs> hooks. God, it's a multi-beast attack. Yeah. Have you checked out Pugs and Goats? Well, I'm telling you. you know, I, I haven't yet. The, the front, I'm waiting for the movie. The front picture of the pug is very, very cute. I want to, are his eyeballs still in place? I, uh, I want to make sure, uh, I want to wait till I have plenty of time to just relax and really take it in. So maybe this weekend, huh? There's Vincent, our senior executive producer. How are you, Vincent? I had tooth yanked yesterday, so I have gauze in my mouth right now. Oh, my. You had a tooth yanked yesterday. Correct. And you have gauze in your mouth right now. This is like Trump's top secret uh, meeting with Putin. He needs a translator. Why did you have your tooth pulled out? Uh, My back, top back wisdom tooth was uh, like decayed and blackened and disgusting. Oh, my God. This is sick enough. Wow. It was a good time. Yeah. Uh, And it only took like two to three minutes for the dentist to yank it out. Oh. But he charged me $400. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Obamacare. 
Uh, but he did hit me with the question uh, when, when when he first saw me. So have you done anything fun this summer? Oh boy! And then I, I deadpanned. I sweated. <laughs> Just thought was a good uh, comeback. But, that uh, was a good comeback. I deadpanned. But uh, well, me and my rotten tooth went to the beach. <laughs> well, I enjoyed a lot of taffy. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tooth really enjoyed uh, going to Yosemite, as a matter of fact. Uh, for, for, you hear this? That's uh, for the pain, even though I have no pain right now, but Ooh, I have you're Norco. About, you're about oh, to become yeah. the next uh, victim of this scourge of right. pain medication. Do we have any of that? What's that? Narcan? Norco. Narcan. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the overdose the one that'll, medication. Yeah, Vince is oh, yeah. oh. probably moments away from croaking it yeah. right in front of us. So how many have you taken? Uh, none. Because I have no pain, but, I mean, I, this show can get a little tiresome, so I'm going to take some right now. <laughs> I'm going to get high AF, if you know what I'm saying. How, uh, many do, how many do you have in the bottle? How many did they give you? Oh, 10 or 15. Yeah, because when I was, uh, when I've been given pain pills, it's amazing how many they give me. <laughs> Jeez, what are, you, what are you getting me right. set up for? And I, again, I have no pain, but I got drugs here, so, uh, and I don't sell drugs. I give them away because I'm very generous. <laughs> So just ask nicely, and I'll hook you up, Marshall Phillips. Wow. Wow. I'm looking at you, Marshall Phillips. I don't, I don't think the grand jury needs to retire. I think we have an indictment right here. There is Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? I uh, must admit I made a discreet inquiry, but just an inquiry. Meanwhile, i got to tell you, the knights of the open road were active this morning. The homeless roaming around the back parking lot, obviously very drunk, but very friendly. They waved, they shouted hello as I arrived for work, and then dashed into the building. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's been a while since I've seen a pack of the uh, Knights, uh, you know, and uh, they were were out. And then later on, I went out front to uh, check on the uh, paper, see if they were here yet. And there was a whole pile of backpacks and bags sitting out by the front door. Yeah. And, well, no, like I was talking about the other day with the yeah. convenience store, we've crafted a, crafted a society where millions of people can live like that uh, off the taxpayer because we have enough of a safety net that you can decide, you know what, I'm just going to be a drunk who walks around with a backpack and that's what I'm going to do. It's not a safety net, Jack. It's a hammock. That's I've heard that sort of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they uh, they were uh, partying like mad mammals. So uh, you know, I'm sure they were. They shared their glee. They don't. They don't have to get up and do anything. They have no responsibilities. You right. Really enjoy yourself. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is. How did it already get to be Thursday, July the twentieth, year twenty seventeen? We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. We live in a society where wanting to keep what you've earned is called greed, and wanting to take it from other people is not. Truth is upside down, up is down, left is right, Orwell was right, we're doomed. And in that spirit, let's begin the show officially according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. Yeah, it's tough news, and um, it is tough. Uh, Talked to John, said, yeah, I might have to stay here a little bit longer, take some treatments, and I'll be back. God knows how this ends, not me, but I do know this. This disease has never had a more worthy opponent. Lindsey Graham, upon uh, getting a phone call from John McCain, finding out that John McCain has a brain cancer, which ain't good. No. So uh, I'll go there right now. So does that explain his rambling weirdness there at that hearing? I... Where it was, where he was just, I mean, it was, whoa, this yeah. person shouldn't even, you know, shouldn't 
walk out of the room unassisted, let alone be a U.S. senator. It could, or it might not. I wonder. Yeah, depends. I wonder. That was a Comey thing, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly could. Yeah. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, as you mentioned, Senator McCain's battling brain cancer. We've got some more reaction feedback to that story. Trump is denouncing his attorney general and O.J. Simpson eyes freedom. Quick decision, by the way, expected today. Okay. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. So I've started into Donald Trump's interview with the New York Times. You'll, you Maybe if you've heard the highlights and we'll have those for you. And he does say some newsworthy things. <laughs> But I'm getting into the interview, and man, it is classic freewheeling Donald Trump from subject to subject to subject to subject. And it is, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It's certainly interesting. We'll, we'll bring you some of that. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very amusing. <laughs> Couldn't we all use a chuckle? Piece <laughs> <laughs> of that Norco Joe, I got you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> little pick me up, huh? Oh, by the way, a plug for the website. There's a picture of my. Of the of uh, the, the remaining shards of my disgusting oh. tooth oh, on the website for you. Not uh, good. We're gonna break the internet. Wow! Wow! Uh, <laughs> It'll be like Kim Kardashian's latest nude photo. I actually am gonna be interested in how many uh, hits that gets. <sighs> Just give you an idea what people want. Gear. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I've heard a number of people say, if you look at it in totality of U.S. history, it's the most amazing interview any sitting president's ever given. <laughs> wow. Donald Trump's interview with the New York Times. The one that released, just came out. That was released last night, and we'll have uh, parts of throughout the morning. The parts I've heard astounded me. So you would say, yeah, it's at least in the in the conversation. Well, yeah, the, the, the most amazing interview any president's ever given. I don't claim complete enough knowledge of that topic to be able to to say that. But if, uh, you know, back in the day, Millard Fillmore gave something like this, I'm sure it made the papers. I mean, <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. So stay with us. You know, he's a different kind of guy. Absolutely. Which Very. is what people like about that him. You're damn right he is. Right? Huh? Okay. Mailbag. Uh, I probably wouldn't say this publicly because it's bad, but I want to be the first. I prefer senators that don't have brain tumors. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. But no worse than what the president said. Yeah. David gets the credit for being the first person to send that to us. He was not the last. Really? Yeah. I'm a, John, I'm a John McCain fan. I supported him twice for president, 2000 and 2008. I actually think at this point he's full of crap. Um, but that does not mean I don't respect, you know, what he's done for the country and the rest of it. Joe Attacks Cancer Patient is the name of this podcast segment. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Uh, speaking of the podcast, let's see. Uh, yin and Yang. Here's your yin. Grab hold of it. Da-da-da-da. 20 years, you've all been with me. Now nothing. I miss you all. I don't get it literally. Why do you guys put up with this? No podcast, really? Uh, kick some ass like Trump. Yeah, that's what we gotta do. And then there's this. Um, 
Whoops, that's not it. It's out of order. Ah, there it is. It's uh, Katie. Katie writes, read the podcast. People are such whiners. After the first day the podcast didn't load, I went looking for other sources. After not trying your website, <laughs> I looked you up on iHeartRadio. They have every podcast posted within a few minutes of uh, the end of each hour. Been catching up there ever since, et cetera, et cetera. I, I'm, I'm not comfortable with this advertising the podcast as much as we do. I was hoping it doesn't catch on with more people. I don't want people who are listening to regular radio to think, wow, I didn't know I could just listen to the podcast. That sounds like that would be easier. You can't. You can't. It won't work. If I make my living off of you people listening in your cars. Your, your eardrums will look like Vince's back tooth. Yeah, exactly. Rot it out. <laughs> Deadly. Uh, let's see. During the same time Joe was moving out of his house, I was doing the exact same thing. Except I moved my family from the Bay Area of California to upstate New York. Wow. Sorry I didn't tell you sooner, but I was busy with the move and all. <laughs> we'll, we'll adjust, Mike. Um, I grew up here, so I know the weather is not as easy as California. But if you're not a big pussy, it doesn't matter. <laughs> My groceries are 25% cheaper, gas is a buck less per gallon, and the pizza is great. See, there are nice places to live besides California. Well, certainly. You know, we've lived all over the world, or, or the country anyway. There are a lot of great places to live in America. It's a beautiful country. Study the world. Study that S, he says. You're true fan and listener since day one. Really love you guys. Straight from Mike's Ticker in Saratoga Springs, New York. Shout out, Mike. Enjoy New York. California is trying something called cap and trade that is getting international attention, certainly national attention. Uh, critics of the cap and trade deal that is uh, about to fall upon California think it's going to ruin the economy. Um, well, bo- bo- I would... bolsters of us, bolsters of it. I guess I should, should uh, talk about both sides. I suppose people are for cap and trade. Think it's going to help the environment. So the biggest state in the union is going to do a little experiment. All the other states are going to watch and see what happens. Right. I would suggest to the state of California, you find a way to keep the air within the borders and not let any foreign air in and not let any of California's air out. It's the only way it's going to work. But it is not about that. It's about frantic virtue signaling. We're going to have one of the... In my opinion. We're going to have one of the naysayers on at 704 describing what it could do to... uh, to an economy if your state decides to adopt this. More political commentary. Jashan, frequent correspondent, writes, Everyone seems to think that Donald has destroyed America. This is completely wrong. The fact that Dr. Phil makes $80 million a year is the real reason for America's impending destruction. What the hell is wrong with us? Who watches this man's crap on TV to the point of him making so much damn money? Yes, America is over as a tear runs down my cheek. Dr. Phil makes $80 million a year. That is... Seen, (laughs) it's wrong on so many levels. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Doctor Phil, Doctor Phil, that voice so familiar. So many great clips through the years. (laughs) So many clips we've played many times and could play now. Doctor Phil, that's a load of crap. There's one of them. Three thoughts on Kid Rock's future Senate candidacy, writes Mikey Luke, another frequent correspondent. Three thoughts on Kid Rock's we got a text just, for the Senate. We got a text yesterday from somebody in Michigan yeah. who said uh, Kid Rock is beloved there, super involved in the community and, you know, funding this and speaking up for that. And Hardcore so, into Veterans Affairs, VA reform, yeah. so uh, the working man. He absolutely is going to be a U.S. senator. You think he can beat that senator, the sitting one, who responded, well... 
He's better at the guitar, but I'll do what I'm better at, working for the people of Michigan. <laughs> you think he can beat that sort of soaring <laughs> rhetoric, sir? So Michael, Mikey Luke's three thoughts. Number one, I plan to aggressively promote Kid Rock's candidacy because I detest Democrat liberal policy. Well, that's obviously a man who is of a conservative bent. Thought number two, it'll make George Will poo himself. <laughs> Except he uses the S word. People, don't make me edit your emails to make them arable. I'm very tired. But it's funnier if you say S. Yeah, it is. Well, it's funnier, but then I can't use it. So think for a while about a really funny way to put it. I like it when you do the rhyming thing, Joe. Like make George Will spit. Spit himself. Yeah. Thank you, Vince. And and number three, Kid Rock is what happens when you mix ramen noodle and hot dog water together. What the hell does that mean? Is that know. is that what the kids are saying these days? I don't know. I don't know what that means. What does it mean? I just want him to start every speech with, My name is King! <laughs> That's right. Is he going to have the little person with him, or the little person passed he away? He passed, yeah, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. He used to... Uh, have an entourage on stage, hype men, as they say in the rap game, etc., uh, including a, a little person who uh, who has passed. For those not familiar with Kid Rock's over. Let's see. What time is that? You know, that's a compli- complex and uh, nuanced thought, and we'll uh, wait on that. We also have a note I want to feature in a little bit for a uh, from a fellow who's been uh, doing the opiates for three years now and has some thoughts. Uh, and like wants to quit or thinks it's awesome. Which uh, which direction is he coming from? We'll explain. He actually okay. has a great policy idea. I've been doing it for three years and it's fantastic. Yeah, you wouldn't want to do it for the reason he's doing it. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then uh, this from is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for this reminder, BJ. It's been a while since I've reset this. I guess the new list is out. Uh, you'll figure out what he's talking about because he talks about it. Golly. He writes, do you really mean to tell me that the Washington, D.C. area has some of the wealthiest communities in America? That's right. Quite a few of the communities around D.C. have made the top 10 richest counties in America. Again, again. in fact, a solid most of the top 10 Makes is sense, Washington, though. D.C. Makes sense, though, because Apple and Google are both based there. Right, and General Motors. And General Motors. So all the biggest companies in the world are based in the D.C. area, so it would make sense. And, and Walmart, come to think of it. Walmart's based in no, D.C. No, wait a second. Too. Those aren't. So what is the big industry in Washington, D.C. where people would make a lot of money? Well, let me uh, go on. B.J. writes, uh, gee whiz, I always thought our government employees were civil servants who made less than those working in the private sector because they are guaranteed job security. Wow, little did I know that they make up workforce greater than our manufacturing base, collect fabulous retirement salaries and very, very nice perks and medical benefits. Holy guacamole, I guess it really pays to be a government employee. But hey, we would be happy. We should be happy. Someone is benefiting from the taxes we all pay. How is your health care? Well, that's a nice bitter note at the end, uh, BJ, and I salute you. I would point out, though, that it, while it is federal employees, it is, also, it is also the incredibly rich, the unspeakably profitable industry of spreading your tax dollars around. So it's the senators and their staffers and their families who are all on the payroll. It's the the lobbyists and the corporate types. Sure, that's where the wealth is. But you who bribe the civil servants to give them your tax money. You go, you go, become a, a con, you become a congressman. You do that for however many terms, and then you go, 
work for whatever lobbying firm, agency, whatever. And that's where you make your gazillions of dollars. That's right. Again, of tax money. And here's the super great part. And General Motors wishes they'd come up with this one. They not only spread around your tax money, they spread around your tax money plus like 20% that doesn't exist year after year after year and sticks the kids with the debt. But keep voting for bigger government. So O.J. Simpson has his hearing at 10 o'clock. It's unfortunate it's right when we get off the air. I know, it's tragic. It really is. It's not as tragic as the events of, you know, that night in Brentwood, but uh, it's tragic. Wow. Um, and Trump gave an interview where it's just pretty, he, he said some amazing things. And Marshall's got it. his news coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm reading through the Trump interview in the New York Times, and, uh, you know, the the headline stuff Marshall's going to get to in a second, but it's the other stuff I like. Donald Trump, such a unique personality. So, for instance, an interviewer asks him about his foreign trip. You you seem to, your foreign trips, you seem to be very comfortable. Trump says, I've had the best reviews on foreign land, so I go to Poland and make a speech. Enemies of mine in the media, enemies of mine are saying it was the greatest speech ever made on foreign soil by a president. Such classic Trump. Wow. Nothing can ever be pretty good or among the best. Went well. I was pleased with the 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 best speech. My enemies are saying it was the greatest speech ever given on foreign soil by a president. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I love when he says stuff like that. Wow. Fantastic. Oh, boy. Anyway, so we get to the real news now with Marshall Phillips. Uh, Senator John McCain, it turns out, has brain cancer. The news following McCain's surgery last week to remove a blood clot that was above his left eye. The 80-year-old senator, his family now reviewing further treatment. That could include a combination of chemo and radiation. McCain's best friend in the Senate, uh, GOP uh, Senator Lindsey Graham, had talked with him on the phone. Graham saying that McCain had been complaining of double vision and some confusion over the past few weeks. Confusion like that, which played out during the former FBI director James Comey's testimony. Uh, The president, Comey. That was brief. Anyway. Uh, Okay, so that's interesting. So he has been complaining of confusion. Then, So absolutely, that weird rambling, what the hell's going on there? Had to do with his brain cancer. All right, well, you get a pass for that. Certainly. President Trump blasting the Attorney General Jeff Sessions for recusing himself from the Russian investigation. In an interview with the New York Times, Trump was telling the reporters... Sessions gets the job. Right after he gets the job, he recuses himself. Is that a mistake? Well, Sessions should have never recused himself. And if he would, if he was going to recuse himself, he should have told me before he took the job, and I would have picked somebody else. Mm-hmm. He gave you no heads up at all. Mm-hmm. Zero. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jeff Sessions takes the job, gets into the job, recuses himself. I then have, uh, which, which frankly, I think it's very unfair to the president. How do you take a job and then recuse yourself? If he would have recused himself before the job, I would have said, thanks, Jeff, but I can't, you know, I'm not going to thank you. It's extremely unfair, and that's a mild word to the president. Uh, Why? I don't get that part at all. If he didn't want Sessions, if he recused himself, okay, hire somebody different. But Sessions had to recuse himself. 
I mean, there was too much appearance of conflict of interest. And if you didn't do anything, a good right. thorough investigation, get it over quickly, cleared, and you're on your way. On the other hand, and this is the problem with being entirely Republican or entirely Democrat, you miss all the interesting stuff, I think. On the other hand, it looks pretty clear to me that Comey leaked classified information. Those uh, those diary entries, dear diary, tonight I had the strangest meeting with the president. Those were official meeting logs. Those were FBI official documents, and some of them included classified information. So he could find his arse in the fire. Also, does Mueller have a conflict of interest because he's known to be good friends with Comey, and he interviewed for Comey's job? That stuff is pretty interesting, too. And so if you look at all this stuff entirely through partisan lines, I think you're going to miss a lot. It's, it's a weird and jumbled situation. All those guys are scratching each other's backs for their whole careers, and now they're investigating each other? I don't know. O.J. Simpson might be set free very soon. He's got a parole hearing today, and the experts say he's got a really good chance of becoming a free man. He's going to be appearing before the Nevada Board of Parole Commissioners uh, via video conference from where he's staying in the Lovelock Correctional Center. 10 o'clock this morning, West Coast time. Well, didn't didn't you say that the, 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 the victim has said it wasn't that big a deal? Yeah. Let him, let him out. He's kind of a colorful mobster-like guy. Uh, he's a you know memorabilia dealer, and and uh, he recorded it because he he had a feeling things might get weird. But as he points out, he said it was going fine for like the first sixty seconds, and the guys with the memorabilia said, "Yeah, sorry, Oge, we didn't mean anything by it. It's you know, sure, you know, no problem." And for some reason, he OJ brought this this cabal of morons right. with guns, and I remember he uh, met him at a wedding, right? Well, yeah, and yeah. it was just these. Dopes, and he decided to bring them and have them carry guns. And somebody pulled a gun out, and it was just—it was just pathetic and hapless and stupid. The whole thing. And so the alleged victim is saying, "Look, it was not that big a deal. The guy's done way too much time for what happened." Right. Um, just yeah, you got to turn them loose. And Nevada's parole board is planning to take the unusual step of issuing its ruling in minutes rather than days. The whole hearing's supposed to take less than an hour's time. Yeah, that's what I understand. At your news, I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the Voice of the West. OJ can get back to looking for the real killers. Some Android phones, you dial nine one one, your phone uh, shuts off and reboots. That ain't good. That is not good. We got a number of stories to bring to you that aren't Donald Trump or O.J. Simpson, for instance. Yeah, indeed, the insights from the gent who's uh, taking the opioids. Yeah, I did. I, like def- I definitely want to hear that. More on the fact that Washington D.C. is the richest part of the country. It does well in the richest counties in America. List. That's right. Yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. sharing app Instagram recently announced that soccer is now the most popular sport on the app, while the most popular sport on Facebook is still all caps racism. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a great wow. show for you tonight. Wow. What? I, is it? I don't know. Uh, we got this text. A lot of people standing up for their podcast use and why they like it. But this person said, Jack, most of us listen to the show live, then listen to the podcast again later. 
Your show is like a great book that must be read over again. That is some finely tuned <laughs> bull poo. I find that hard to believe. Bull spit. <laughs> Very funny. No, so, often I leave clues throughout the show that often don't pay off until the fourth hour, much like mm. usual suspects. So you, 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 you see these things again when you re-listen. Yes. It's very interesting. Yes, yeah. I understand. Somebody is going to explain cap and trade, what it is and why it's bad, coming up at 7.04. That'd be their point of view. California has adopted this policy that the whole world is looking at to see what will happen. And uh, I'm excited to learn more about it. Fantastic. Boy, I'm reading that interview with Trump, too, and it is amazing. It's amazing how his mind works, and there's some really good stuff if you're a Trump fan. He nails the New York Times guys down, but we're not going to talk about Trump now. We're just not. Yay! So we are talking about uh, the opioid epidemic yesterday and how the morgues of certain towns, especially in Ohio, are running out of room for the dead folks. they got to rent, like, refrigerator trucks and all. It's just crazy. Uh, people just overdosing on elephant tranquilizers and surgical drugs being passed off by dealers as heroin. Um, but here's a, here's a little idea from, uh, we'll say, Al Anonymous. And, and cities having to decide how many times will we resuscitate people. Yeah, oh yeah, that's right. That was that was the big thing. There are people who overdose 7, 8, 10, 12 times, and they've gotten this uh, Narcan drug, which costs, for some reason, 4500 bucks a hit. That brings them back from the dead. And they've gotten that ten times. And at what point did the taxpayers say, hey, Junkie Jim, next time you're on the slab, we're running out of money here. we get, we got to save a little money for the schools, huh? What? All right, then. Taxpayers taking it in the shorts as usual. Got this note from Al Anonymous. First off, I'm a long-term opioid user. Every day for over three years now. I'm currently on morphine four times a day. It's all prescription for severe pain that there is no hope for. So I would be a likely candidate to become a heroin junkie if my prescriptions were taken away. Pain is a great motivator, trust me. I hear you. There's an option you haven't considered, however, in the opioid use story. That being the government could give heroin to anyone who wanted it free, and it would still be significantly cheaper than Narcan. Well, not to mention all the emergency calls and hospital stays and the rest of it as people overdose. Uh, the problem isn't the heroin per se, it's the unknowns in dosages and potency. And the rare occurrences of fentanyl being added or just served up as heroin, I say rare as fentanyl is worth more for less than heroin is, no sane drug dealer would sell you fentanyl in place of heroin or cut heroin with it. You can make ten times the profit on fentanyl, you can't on heroin, so that makes no sense at all. Uh, I suspect the government is lying again. I don't know about that, but anyway. Straightforward uh, heroin junkies are just fine as long as they get the right drug in the right amount, as are junkies of just about anything. It's like Jack in his drinking days. I'll bet he was pretty functional with his alcohol. Jack, were you pretty functional with your alcohol? Mm. Other drugs aren't really any different, except there's no quality control and regulation. Weed, for instance, is a Schedule One drug, the worst of the worst, though we know better, even though I don't like this stuff. Uh, legalize all drugs let people take their chances but you're right in that it's a self-correcting problem give it out for free like is done with methadone the treatment for heroin addicts but it's also addictive funny huh Uh, Hmm. yeah that's an interesting one well the the climate in the attorney general's office is not uh not right for that idea as he's still hardcore, uh, you know, wanting to crack down on marijuana. I think Jeff but... Sessions is full of crap, by the way. I liked him originally. He's done some things that are just so anti-libertarian. He is so clearly an old-school moral police conservative. Well, maybe more on that later. But this heroin idea, so what do you think of that? 
Well, but first of the all, gov- the government has or whoever has uh, clean, good, this is real heroin. You want to do heroin? Here's where you get it. Well, first of all, uh, Al, who wrote us a very nice note, spells heroin with an E at the end. Like it's a hero that's a girl. <laughs> and Al, it's difficult to take you seriously with misspellings. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Um, that, that's Joe's main point on the whole legalizing drugs issue. That's why I read you the email. <laughs> wow. To point out the importance of spelling. Wow. And spell check wouldn't catch it because it's a real word. That's the problem with spell check. Right. Doesn't understand context. That's right. Or homonyms. So, uh, honestly, I don't have any problem with a British style. I don't know if they're doing it anymore. Um, You know... Uh, Clean the right dose heroin for junkies while you try to help them get off of it. I think it ends up being cheaper. What I a, know there are downsides to it. There's a downside to everything. I thought he was arguing then the other side, though. You get it. You, you want to start heroin. This is where you go buy it. Just like I go to the convenience store to get beer. There's someplace I can go to get heroin if I want to use heroin. I thought that was his, his argument. No, he was no, saying just to get off of it. Uh, don't give junkies well, give junkies heroin at the government centers so they're not buying it on the street and it's full of God knows what or the wrong dose or the wrong purity and they end up dying all the time and or getting the Norcan. It'd be cheaper to just maintain and then try to help them get clean. But then, but then why wouldn't you want people to start their heroin use that way? Wouldn't you? You would, wouldn't you? I don't think you want anyone to start their heroin use at all. I thought the idea was let people make their own decisions. Well, that's true, but if you're a heroin junkie, you get it there and, and not mm-hmm. there. Well, 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 yeah, you let people make their own decisions. That doesn't mean you want them to be heroin I, junkies. I hope my kids never do heroin, but if right. they do, I'd rather it was the real pure stuff and not an elephant tranquilizer. Oh, here, here. Yeah. God, it's, I hope I don't ever have to deal with that. Or you just let them all die. Let them all die. Let, I don't know. More on that a little bit later. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.